Welcome to Blood Moon Milk, the astrology show that comes out every new and full moon to help guide you on your mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation journey. And I simply have to say thank you so much at the top of the show for listening and spending your energy and your time during this full moon with me. I wouldn't be here without you. This episode is all about the full moon in Pisces that occurs on September 20th at 28 degrees Pisces. Now, water moons or water full moons rather tend to be some of the most dramatic because water is the element that is most in tune with the lunar cycles so this moon already just tells me that it's going to be super juicy and dramatic and have a lot going on so i'm excited to share that with you today Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac, and this full moon occurs at 28 degrees in the sign of Pisces, which is almost the anoretic degree, which is a very critical degree in any sign. It's usually the it's the last degree of the sign before it changes signs, so there's a lot of activity, a lot going on there. It's just really loaded. So it's not quite there, but it's almost there. So it's, it's telling me that there's going to be big endings of some sort. Um, full moons often bring endings, some more dramatic than others, uh, but I suspect that this full moon in particular will have quite dramatic, spectacular endings. And maybe these are things that need to happen or, you know, relationship situations have run their course. Um, and it's time for a change. So let's embrace that change because the more we can kind of go with the flow and you know revel in that change, the more we can add positive beneficial energy to it instead of feeling victimized. So I wanted to look at the Sabian symbol for this full moon because I thought this degree was very interesting. So I'm going to read that to you now. The Sabian symbol for 28 degrees Pisces is light breaking into many colors as it passes through a prism. Now, I think this is really beautiful mental imagery um, because it's taking a hole and dispersing it into its many aspects and all those colors kind of disbanding out of unity and off on their own adventure, harmonizing with different parts of ourselves. and. That gives me the sense that that energy is being freed up so that it can come together in exciting new ways. This also reflects an understanding of the whole being a sum of its parts and having a greater understanding of how all those parts feed into the health and wealth and the functioning of an entity as its whole. And we're speaking in abstract terms, but this could depending on where Pisces is in your chart, could show up in a lot of different ways. So say Pisces, you're a Pisces rising, this could show up as a sort of diffusion of your ego and your identity. Um, if Pisces is in the second house, you could be changing the way you manifest income and wealth. If it's in the third house, um, your friendship groups could dissolve um, and or just sort of splinter off into different factions. It doesn't mean they're not your friends anymore necessarily. It could just be representative of a change in a new direction where you actually end up having a lot more new friends because of this down the road. 
in the fourth house it could be a change in your actual home or family structure maybe children are going off to college for the first time or you're thinking about moving and dispersing some of those assets on a on a physical level um, in the fifth house you could be experiencing uh, a sort of separation and diffusion of different creative aspects of your personality. Fifth house is also involving true love, so maybe that's a, a split up of some kind, an end of a relationship, but maybe it's an amicable one. Perhaps it needs to happen in order for new, better things to come along. In the sixth house, it could be a, a diffusion of your day-to-day cycle like this is the house that's ruled by Virgo and right now the Sun is in Virgo as we are definitely in Virgo season um, so it could also have a, a bearing on your health and your day-to-day -day, um, work habits the the sixth and twelfth axis in astrology underscores health and I know we have all <laughs> been living in a, a certain kind of very dramatic health crisis over the last year, year and a half at this point, maybe longer if you're in the East. But um, I, I know this might be wishful thinking, but if there is any sign that is a master manifester, it is the sign of Pisces, and we'll get to that a little bit more in depth in a minute, but Pisces is all about intuition and manifestation. So if we're having a dramatic ending on the health axis, my hope is that maybe this is the end of the pandemic. Logic tells me it is wishful thinking, but I think Pisces energy, if any energy can rise above this, can come to some sort of creative solution to this ongoing issue we have all been living with over the past year and a half. So. Food for thought, if it's an intention that you're setting to help um, bring things to a positive end, whether it's doing your part by staying home and staying safe, uh, you know, that has a ripple on effect. Anyway, let's get back to astrology. So if it shows up in your seventh house, this full moon could be an end to a kind of partnership you have in place. Um, if it's in your eighth house, that is the house that's naturally ruled by death, taxes, sex. So perhaps there's a, a, a shift or an ending in that area of your life. And the ninth house, it's higher education. So you could be seeing a, a dispersal of um, knowledge, like things that you thought you were exploring, maybe breaking off into different factions, or this could be traveling um, as well. Like you were gonna go to this one place, but now you're gonna do lots of little things instead. Um, and then, you know, in the 10th house, that's the house of career. So you could see an end to a job. Uh, maybe it was a job that, you know, it has just run its course, the contract is up, and now it's time to explore new opportunities. Or it's something you were like, oh, boy, I really didn't want to admit it to myself, but I needed to get out of that toxic work environment. Um, whatever it is, try to embrace the change and make it a positive one with your intentions. 
And the 11th house, that's the group of clubs, uh, loose associations. So maybe something that you devoted a lot of time to in the past just isn't really resonating with your higher self. Um, and it's okay to let those things go. It's better to let go of it than to kind of fiddle your energy away frivolously and devote it to something that isn't really working in your best interest. And lastly, if it's in the 12th house, that is the house that's ruled by Pisces. And that's all about the intuitive subconscious. So maybe that's just uh, your opportunity to get kind of like loose with your your reality a little bit. Just, you know, really question what it is that you see as something solid versus something that is intuitively guiding you and embracing that guidance. So, um, that's just how I was interpreting this Sabian symbol throughout the houses of astrology. If you're more interested in Sabian symbols, you can check out the website sabiansymbols.com. You can look up any degree of any sign and it gives you a little nugget of information and explains what that is. And it's just really illuminating stuff. So far, we have the theme of endings during this full moon and healing, so endings, healing, also uh, bands of color splitting off into their various factions, uh, maybe to congregate and come together in some exciting new way that's yet to unfold. And you know, currently we are solidly in Virgo season. So the sun is in Virgo, asking us to be practical, to, um, be down to earth with our expectations of things. Also, um, it, you know, it's it really does underline our health and our mental well-being. Pisces is in opposition to Virgo. So this lunation, this full moon in Pisces is feeling somewhat attacked by the Virgo sun, which that's the case more or less for every full moon, just depending on the axis. One of the signs, the sign represented by the moon is feeling confronted by the energy of the sun at that particular moment. So Virgo is very practical. Pisces, is intuitive it is it trusts its instincts it trusts its connection to the design the divine source uh, whereas virgo wants facts figures and concrete evidence and has a hard time sort of divorcing itself from concrete uh notions whereas pisces lives in the realm of possibility and the the nebulous the ethers if you will so that can be hard to reconcile. And that's what we're gonna be feeling during this full moon. That's the underlying structure that we're gonna be reckoning with. And depending on where Pisces falls in your chart, personally, you can see this, uh, this dramatic lunar event kind of affect that part of your life. So Pisces is the great manifester sign of the zodiac. And I say this because it's ruled by Neptune, which is all about the subconscious, the things that we don't know we know, but guide us whether or not we realize it, it's there, we all have a subconscious. And also, um, historically, before Neptune was discovered as a planet, um, he had, you know, he, 
Pisces was ruled by Jupiter as well. Um, and so Jupiter's influence here conjuncts with Neptune, even though like they're not actually conjunct in the sky at this particular moment, their energies infuse Pisces and Piscean energy with this huge power of abundance and subconscious motivation, which can be very difficult for Pisces to reconcile. Now, I say it's difficult because um, they get what they think about and focus on so easily. And if things just aren't going their way, usually it's because they haven't woken up yet. There's two kinds of Pisces, and you know I feel like this is represented in the symbolism of Pisces as well as there's the two fish swimming in opposite directions. It's the, um, the demands from the outside world kind of confronting the intuitive nature and how those things just don't necessarily jive all the time, but they exist, they coexist within Pisces. And the way to harmonize that is to come into alignment with your thoughts, your focus, your intentions with how you're living your day-to-day -day life. So Pisces gets what it focuses on. Now, the danger in that is that if you're focusing on the negative news cycle, if you're focusing on you know, the atrocities in the world and so focused on internalizing and feeling and empathizing with all of that negative stuff, which act, you know, it is there. I'm not saying ignore it, but if you wanna get out of the muck and out of the mire yourself, you have to consciously shift your attention and say, yes, this is there, but I choose to focus and direct my attention into something more loving, more peaceful and more enlightened so that I can be that beacon of, of stability, of inspiration, which Pisces is really all about inspiring others. Um, so, and that is the hard part because when the world is so chaotic and just coming at you in a million different directions, especially in this information overload kind of world that we live in at this material level, you know, with our phones always giving us some sort of update about some unfortunate event somewhere. It is a challenge for us to consciously shift our focus to more positive things, but it is necessary. It's necessary because whatever Pisces energy focuses on, it manifests more of. So if you're able to focus on what you can do in your community, how you can make a positive impact, um, even if it's like a small thing, whatever it is that resonates with you is something that you wanna do and wanna explore, whether that's working at um, a food bank for a day or planting a garden or teaching somebody else how to paint or express themselves creatively, that is gonna make more of a positive impact than you spinning your wheels and getting overwhelmed by all the chaos and the negativity in the world. So it's, it is highly evolved energy that we're working with, um, but it is so important to be the light versus letting it completely overcome you. So let's look at what's going on astrologically during this full moon and how we can understand the, the energies that are gonna be coming at us and how we can 
question uh, all of these themes during our mindfulness meditation for manifestation in a little bit. So the sun is in Virgo, as we know, and while in Virgo, the sun wants to be practical. He wants facts, figures, he wants details, and details are not the moon and Pisces' favorite thing. Pisces' moon just kind of wants to float along and feel its feelings and get creative with it. And get or, and this, the sun in Virgo is going to ask the, the moon in Pisces to get organized with, with its emotions, which let's be real, that is a challenge. <laughs> and that's not something that Pisces really wants to do, even if it is beneficial to it. So knowing that that's the request from the sun is like, let's organize our feelings. And there's gonna be a little bit of frustration here from Pisces. Um, just know that we are gonna have to somewhat step back from our immediate emotional attachments during this full moon. This can be frustrating for Piscean energy because it's just not adept at the organizational side of things, unless it has other aspects going on in its, its chart, but pure Piscean energy is all about the intuitive guidance from the universe and that connection to higher source. So it feels like it's like the details that Virgo is requesting are so mundane and transitory that it just like, like why bother? Like why waste your energy on that? No, I need to go feel my feelings and creatively express those feelings. Please don't ask me to tell you and decipher my emotions for you. Look at this painting, look at this song, and that will explain it better than me cataloging my thoughts for you ever will. So just know that frustration is gonna be there. Um, the trouble with this is that Pisces has a tendency to be self-sacrificing. So when that happens, it can kind of be the martyr in a situation. So it's like, oh, well, if you want me to organize something, I guess I'll just sacrifice myself, my inner thoughts, my feelings, de-self for you, which is not fun to watch. It's a negative expression of this energy. So just watch out for the martyr uh, card to come up during this full moon. This full moon has an out of sign opposition with Mars. Um, so the moon is in Pisces and Mars is newly into Libra, which I know we've been talking about Virgo, but because the moon is at 28 degrees Virgo, it's very close to Libra and it's within the range of Mars, Mars's location in Libra. So there's a bit of anger coming to this full moon as well that we just need to be aware of beforehand so it doesn't catch us off guard. When Mars is in Libra, it's farthest away from its home sign of Aries. So it's somewhat to its detriment. It's not really willing to fight for itself, but it's willing to fight for the justice of others and on the behalf of the less fortunate. So somebody could be getting up on their soapbox for, and speaking up for folks that aren't able to speak for themselves. And there could be a confrontation from 
intuition from the emotional side at some point represented by the full moon in Pisces. So just know there could be this like angry confrontation uh, on the behalf of those who are somewhat unable to speak for themselves. There also could just be arguments because of this um, and a temper flare up, people feeling like they're not being heard um, and that there's a lack of diplomacy and maybe some just harsh words being said. This full moon also conjuncts Neptune, which rules Pisces. It's not an exact conjunction, but it's close enough to be at play at this party during the full moon. So when, um, when this happens, we're getting this extra juicy boost from Neptune in terms of intuition and, uh, and divine source and guidance, but also we're being asked to check in with our energy levels. And I say this because it could be easy to feel overwhelmed energetically during this full moon. Um, there could be a sense that there's so much information coming in, that there's all these things happening that you just can't take it on board and you're just, it's like sensory overload, emotional overload. So it could be better to just take a chill and um, connect with yourself, spend the night in versus going out during this full moon. Um, or just spend it with people who you know are on your wavelength versus challenging yourself to get out there and meet new people. You'll feel more comfortable um, and just more well rested and in touch with yourself if you're not out and about during this full moon. Um, this also highlights the, the need for putting work into our dreams and helping to manifest those dreams. Um, what's working for you versus what's just keeping you busy. Um, remember that busyness isn't the same as making an impact. So maybe use this time to reflect on how, what it is that you're spending your time doing, what you're working towards. It's really going somewhere versus just you being busy because you want to be seen out and about or be seen as being busy um, because the latter is actually a negative use of your energy and you would do better to just slow down, connect with yourself and realign yourself with your goals. Um, ask yourself what it is that you're really hoping to accomplish here and how you connect with it, how it brings you joy because Neptune wants you to be happy. It wants you to feel this divine sense of joyfulness when you are creating your dreams. So that's super important. And if you can find a way to recognize that joy in yourself, then that is key for this full moon. And if that's you laying in the bath with a glass of wine and meditating and reading a book and just having a, a deliciously quiet night in, that is a perfect expression and full moon ritual. Um, don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise. Mercury will be in Libra during this full moon and he is in a perfect trine with Jupiter. So for as much 
angst and potential for arguments that there is out there during this full moon, there's also an abundant opportunity for a great conversation, a lot of laughter, and a lot of fun, exciting, expansive new ideas for their future, especially when it comes to meeting new people from far off places. Um, since Jupiter is here, he rules the sign of Sagittarius, which is travel, even though he's in Aquarius right now. So he's in humanitarian minded, uh, forward thinking Aquarius, harmonizing with with Mercury and Libra, which actually will be working in in a positive way with Mars, even though he was kind of um, butting heads with this moon. So it could be that like, somebody says something that is like a little rough and aggressive and then somebody else at the party says something more diplomatic and helps to smooth over any raw nerves and everybody gets along at the end that's a total possibility um but i think that there's like the possibility as well that somebody's feelings could get hurt um, and if you're feeling very sensitive and very vulnerable during this full moon i think maybe it's one better spent alone connecting to your more creative passions. <laughs> I say this because there has been an ongoing theme at 24 degrees of the cardinal signs. And if you listen to the Daily Dose podcast that I just started putting out, or you read the Daily Dose emails that I send out, um, if you're a subscriber, you'll have noticed this theme of big planetary conjunctions and squares uh, involving the 24th degree of a few different signs, but they're all cardinal signs. So they're building intention. And those are the signs of Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. And right now, um, there's been a few planets like transiting over that 24th degree of Libra, confronting Pluto at 24 degrees Capricorn. And then also Jupiter is at 24 degrees Aquarius, talking to Pluto as well. And that's like, that's one reason we're feeling a lot of tension right now. Jupiter's wanting to move on and make things happy. And Pluto is like, I'm not done here yet. There's still some transformation that needs to occur at the later signs of Capricorn. So we're gonna feel that Plutonian energy for a long time to come yet. And it's just gonna be building and building and building. Um, I think especially until next year's Pluto return for the American, uh, astrological natal chart. So more about that in the future, but just know that if you have personal planets at the 24th degree of any cardinal sign, you have been feeling it. It is real. It, it is okay to acknowledge it. Just feel it, ask it what it has to teach you and let the rest go. It's a passing phase, but it does make a difference when you know your chart and you know these things are triggering your chart. You can you feel like you're not crazy anymore. You, your feelings feel less like they're in control um, because you don't necessarily know where this tension is coming from. It could be that literally nothing has happened to you, but you just feel this pressure. Um, and that's where astrology can kind of step in and help sort of make sense of things for you. I was talking about Pluto here and Mercury will be in a tight square with Pluto during this full moon. So this again is another strike in the in the negative, in the, in the dramatic section of the energy at play during this full moon. So we have a lot of good stuff, but we also have a lot of like, 
oh my god, this, this is like intense stuff happening during this full moon. Um, and so that's where focus and intention really come into play. It's what you want to make of it. Um, and that's the lesson Pisces has to teach us. It's where you focus your intentions and your energy is what you're likely to manifest for yourself. So if you are just letting the overwhelming drama get to you, well, yeah, it's gonna suck. But if you're letting the divine conversation flow to you and you're reveling in all this happy, wonderful, joyful energy, it's gonna be great. So this is kind of a choose your own adventure full moon. Um, squares, uh, square transits are tough transits that create a lot of friction. And so we have Mercury and Libra confronting Pluto and Capricorn saying, I don't like the way things are going. And Pluto is saying, well, tough titties, like that's, uh, too bad, <laughs> frankly, and I'm gonna get what I want because I'm Pluto and Pluto vastly outweighs the mercurial nature of Mercury. Man, I didn't think that one through very well. Mercury, the mercurial nature of Mercury. Um, so there could be, again, like some snipey comments that are not, you know, super diplomatic necessarily, um, but you know, it's, Again, choose your own adventure. Choose to make this a positive experience. Or at the very least, learn from the bad experience. Please, something, learn something. So Venus will be in Scorpio during this full moon. And I love Venus and Scorpio. Not, I mean, mainly because my Venus is in Scorpio. So I'm like, ooh, my Venus gets some love. But it's also really misunderstood and tough. It's a tough placement for Venus to be in. But that means that, you know, that Venusian energy is in a water sign which resonates with this full moon in a positive way. Um, but Scorpio, it rules other people's money, it rules sex, it rules death and transformation. And you can make that transformation a positive one. And that's where I think, the, again, the lesson in this full moon is asking us to choose a positive reaction to everything that's going on versus letting, letting all the negativity win. Venus will be in opposition to Taurus during this full moon, which could lead to some big dramatic changes in relationship status, financial statuses, um, creative inspiration and projects, uh, sources of income, especially if those are coming from other people. Say you've gotten a grant to do some work, that's other people's money that they are giving you to do the work. That could change um, for the better or for the worse. Um, just, it's kind of one of those wait and see and find out sort of situations. Um, but there could be, especially if you have sensitive points um, right around where Venus will be during this full moon which Venus will be at 11 degrees Scorpio. So if you have planets at 11 degrees Scorpio, you'll be feeling Venus's influence there. But if you say have Venus at 11 degrees, you're gonna feel this opposition from Uranus right now. And it could sort of show up in a very dramatic way, transformative way during this full moon. Um, 
Uranus is currently at 14 degrees Taurus, so it's not an exact opposition, which can aid in like kind of tamping down that intensity a little bit. But Venus is a fairly quick moving planet, so she's gonna move to 14 degrees Scorpio before you know it, and you would then feel that full brunt force of Uranus and Taurus saying, oh, we gotta change something here. This relationship is just not working. So just, you know, be open-minded to making it a positive change because again, that's the lesson that this full moon and Pisces is teaching us. Choose your own adventure. Why not make it a good one? And let's, you know, if we have to let things go that no longer serve us, let them go in gratitude, say thank you for the lessons, but also, you know, welcome and get excited about possible new beginnings because that's where the magic happens. So I want to just like jump in here real quick and say, if you like what I say in terms of astrology on the podcast or on the YouTube show, um, feel free to sign up for the Daily Dose podcast. It's new. The Daily Dose email has been going out for a long time. So if you've subscribed to that in the past, thank you. Really appreciate your support, especially as I have been making this transition to being a full-time astrologer and astrotherapist that support really goes a long way and is very much appreciated um, but if you would rather listen to the daily dose in an e um, an audio format like this podcast i'm working really hard to make it very good and engaging and short it is not as long as these podcasts and videos are. It's usually less than five minutes and it's just the, the main energy of the day. And um, so you get a heads up about what's coming your way and how to make the best of it. Um, so yeah, uh, it is, I think, $5.99 a month for that. It's through iTunes and there is a link on the website at bloodmoonmilk.com. So let's talk about our questions for mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation. So during this full moon, if you'd like to meditate, I suggest working with your crown chakra, since that's where we connect with source in a divine way. Um, and if, you, if it helps you to visualize something while you focus on this energy point, um, focus on a flower with a thousand petals. You can look up the, the seventh chakra to get an image in your mind. Um, but I feel like if you just kind of like, act, like try not to imagine anything and just feel it, sometimes you'll see it just come to your, your imagination without projecting that image onto your imagination, which that, that's pretty cool when that happens. It's kind of like, wow, this is, this is real. I mean, it is real, but it's really real. <laughs> um, so if you want to work with a crystal um, during your meditation or add a, a new crystal to your, your rotation, I think that uh, purple fluorite is particularly useful during the Pisces full moon. And I, I say this because it helps harmonize that Virgo energy that, you know, we are in Virgo season um, with the divine source of Piscean energy. So it's um, fluorite likes to, to get to work, um, but it also helps to focus us. So it can help to, to focus that intuitive energy in a, a really nice way. So where we can kind of get organized with our creative thoughts and feelings and maybe actually make something um, or just 
you know, process that informational download in a more um, productive, organized way versus just like floating out there and being a little, ooh. <laughs> um, and if you don't have any purple fluorite, I think that amethyst, that's a very common crystal most people have, and it's highly useful during this as well, because I think purple will work well with this chakra. Um, it's also a water sign, so consider incorporating some Florida water into your meditation to clear your space, um, or just simply having, like collecting some moon water if it's raining in your area, or putting a bowl or a bottle of um, water out during the full moon to infuse it with your intentions. It's another great idea. So let's reflect on these questions for mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation. So what is it that you're ready to let go of? I suspect this full moon will bring its fair share of dramatic endings, but they can be more peaceful and more harmonious if you approach it from a place of being ready to let go. So just ask yourself what it is that you no longer need in your life. It could be anything from a scarcity mentality. It could be a relationship. Look at where Pisces is in your astrology natal chart and see what comes up for you where that house lies. And, um, and just accept and, and be grateful for whatever this ending brings because it's also bringing you a new opportunity very soon. How do you serve your community without expectations in return? So this means what is it that you do in service from a place of joy, a, a place that brings you happiness and a sense of connection with your community that you're not directly looking for some sort of compensation for? There's no right or wrong answer. Um, but I think it's important to just reflect on what that is. It could help put the pieces together for you if you're looking at starting something new or just appreciating the way you show up for yourself and your community. How can you consciously connect with your dreams? Neptune is all about the subconscious and we have some beautiful aspects for divine manifestation happening here. And so ask yourself what it is that you dream of doing and how you can make that a reality and how it's already already is a reality in your life. A lot of times we have a lot more going on and a lot more to be thankful for than we might immediately think of. Sometimes it takes slowing down and, and appreciating how far we've come to, you know, think about where we want to go. It's a good time to dream big. And lastly, ask yourself how you can create from a place of peace and love and acceptance. Because that's the real challenge with this choose your own adventure full moon in Pisces. But if you can figure it out, how to create from a place of peace and love. You are the inspiration that Pisces wants to be in the world.
That's it for this episode of Blood Moon Milk. Thank you so much for spending your full moon with me. If you get a lot out of these shows, uh, consider booking an astrotherapy session with me. I can spend time with you to look at how your chart is being affected by the current transits as, as well as the setup of its natal circumstances that are with us our whole lives that can help make sense of a lot of lingering issues that have been going on and on and on. Um, it's a really interesting thing to be able to do for yourself. And I am always in awe of the journeys of my clients that they have been on, the triumphs and the, the circumstances they're dealing with, but also how they are the most beautiful expressions of those energies and transits that I see. I'm thankful for all of you, however you choose to join me on this journey. Again, I'm your host, Aurora, and this is Blood Moon Milk. I'll see you next time.